Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey there, 10-Minute Traders. I am so glad to finally be back on the podcast. Um, yeah, it's true. The guides have finally dropped. Uh, I'm actually going to give you one of the guides 100% for free. All you have to do is put in your email, and I will send you my favorite guide, in fact. It's the Triple Stock Profit Strategy System. Now, I it, I know it sounds super illegal, or fake, or some kind of gimmick, or whatever. But seriously, uh, me and Dr. Jim from Tasty Trade were just texting about it yesterday. He's like, man, this is so awesome. I'm so glad you created this. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's crazy simple. But the best thing about it is that you get to have it in your hands for free. Now, I'm doing a, a, a soft launch on it right now. So you guys are going to be one of the first that are going to get your hands on it. And I want you to get your hands on it right away. So you can start using this in your portfolio right away. Now, over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking more about this uh, triple stock profit system here. Uh, but right now, what I want you to do is go to triplestockprofits.com. That's triplestockprofits.com. Put in your email address and download it right now. Now, when you do, I want you to just take a step back and look at it and see how, in the example that I provide, you can get a 21% return on capital in the next 51 days. Now, doesn't that just stop you right in your tracks, right? It's crazy. And the best part about it is that it's so, so, so simple to do. And honestly, it reduces your risk in the trade versus just buying stocks outright. So yeah, it's it's absolutely unreal. So hey, do me a favor, head over to triplestockprofits.com and download your copy of the Triple Stock Profit Trading System today. That's triplestockprofits.com. Download it today and let me know what you think about it. And I hope you can start putting this in your own portfolio right away. Hey, and thank you guys so, so much for listening to the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hello, I'm Christopher Yule, and this is Lesson 2 on the How to Trade Stocks and Options series brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Today, we're going to be going over stocks, options, exercise, and assignment. We've got a lot to cover today, so let's get straight into the show. First first thing we're going to cover here is what is a stock? A stock is essentially fractional ownership of a company. It could be a small company with only a few shares outstanding, maybe 4, 5, 10, 20. Or it could be a large company like Google, Apple, Microsoft, Netflix, and have several million shares outstanding. And each share is a small fractional ownership of the company, which has its own voting rights and even can take in earnings from the dividends paid each quarter. Now an option, an option on its own actually has no value. An option is a contract for 100 shares of stock. And we're going to go through several examples of that and see exactly how they work. And they can be very confusing, so I'm going to try and break it down to the easiest way I can understand it. Now with an option, we're going to be talking about 100 shares of stock, which is represented by that apple here. The seller on the left-hand side is selling the apple to the buyer on the right-hand side. So the seller, they're going to be taking in money. That's what it says, take in credit from the sale here. Now, the buyer, they're actually going to be paying. So they're going to pay the, the seller money, paying money out of their account. It may be as much as 10 cents per share, or it could be as much as a dollar per share. But that dollar or 10 cents is going to be multiplied by 100, and that's what the seller 
is going to be taking in. Now the buyer, they're going to have control over 100 shares of stock. They can decide if they want to take those shares of stock or just keep that option contract and see what happens. The seller, they've lost control at that point, but they actually have taken in the credit and really they can close the trade anytime that they want as well. Now, one way to think about an option contract is like a coupon. With this case here, you're going to be getting chips and guac and you're going to be getting that from Chipotle. Now, it's got some conditions, as you can see here, when it expires, things like that. So we can look at an example of an option trade as a coupon. In this example here, the Chipotle is trading at $345. And let's say you're very bullish on Chipotle, you think it's going to go up, and you feel that $350 is a good place to get in. So you could buy 100 shares of Chipotle at $350 with this coupon, no matter what price Chipotle goes to. So if Chipotle goes to $700, or if Chipotle goes to $200, you have the ability, as the buyer, to take 100 shares of Chipotle at $350. Now that sounds great if it goes up, but if it doesn't go past $350, what you pay for it actually will expire worthless. Meaning that there's no reason you would want to exercise your contract here, and we'll go into exercise in the next slide, the, there's no reason you would want to exercise your shares for $350 if they're now at $250. It'd be a huge loser. But in this case, you're going to be paying $4 per share. So you actually, as the buyer, would take out $400 out of your account, which is $4 times $100 per share, and you would give that to the seller. Now the seller, they're taking in the premium here. And if Chipotle goes up to $400, well, that's great for you as the buyer. It's terrible for me as a seller. You'd be having all these shares at $350, meaning that you would have a $5,000 gain from $350 to $400 across, 500, or across 100 shares. So anything above the strike price of $350 is yours to keep, but you've got, uh, you've got to worry about your break even here. You paid $400 to get into this trade. If it goes up to $352, you actually would still have a loser because you paid $400 to get into the trade and your profit here would be $200. So you'd actually have a net loss of $200 because your break-even price of $350 plus $4, that is where it goes into the money where you would actually be making money. Now, options also have an expiration date. That expiration date here in this case is March 20th, 2011. As you can see, it's a little bit old, but that gets the point across here. They all have expiration dates. So if it doesn't go into the money if it doesn't get over $350 by expiration, then it still expires worthless. Even if it goes into, into the money the, the following day, the following week, the following month, it doesn't matter. Your options, your options contract has expired and it's expired worthless. Now, let's look at it in another direction. Let's say you have a Mini Cooper that you need to insure. You can insure it for six months for $500 or 12 months for $900. This is very similar to if you were an option buyer. You as the option buyer, you have, you, you have need for insurance. You want to make sure that your, your, your Mini Cooper is covered for the next 6 months or 12 months, and you're willing to pay me, as the insurance company, a set amount, the premium. It's exactly like an options trade. And with that 6 months policy, let's say you go out and you total the Mini Cooper. Well, you've paid me $500, and I, because I made the agreement with you, I would have to pay you, let's call it $15,000 for the value of the Mini Cooper. So you paid $500, yet you got $15,000 in return because you totaled the Mini Cooper and I had to fulfill my end of the obligation here. 
Same with the 12-month uh, policy. You paid $900 for the insurance. It goes out and gets totaled. I have to pay you now the difference in the value of the total minus the, the credit that I've taken in. So the $15,000 minus the $900 that I've taken in as the policy premium, that means I am out $14,100. And you now have a disproportional value to what you paid. Here's another example. Imagine that you as the option seller, you're the house. And the house always wins, right? Well, the buyer, they're the player here. So you're going to be pumping in $0.25, cents, a dollar at a time, whatever the case may be. And I, as the seller, I've got all these other people who are playing. I've got you playing for more than one time. And I'm, I'm collecting in all this money up front. And my jackpots that I pay out, they may be big to one person, but all these other people are feeding into that jackpot. And I know my probability is going in so that I know, you know, 70, 80% of the time, I'm not going to have to pay any jackpots. But then every once in a while, I may have to pay something out. And that's pretty much what, it, what it's like between a seller and a buyer. A buyer is expecting, hoping, praying that they can have a disproportional amount of value for the jackpot versus the 25 cents that they put in to play the game. When we have an option contract, there's exercise, and it's not anything like CrossFit. But the buyer gets the option to exercise their contracts. So if the buyer has one contract of Chipotle, they can choose to exercise that at any time with an American style option. They can take it uh, today, even if Chipotle is at $325, which means they'd have a huge loss, or they'd, they could take it at when Chipotle is at $500. Um, either way, the buyer of the option maintains the right to take the shares, and the seller has to give them the shares. So if the buyer buys 100 shares of stock, I as a seller have to sell 100 shares of stock. Now, I know this gets a little bit tricky, but that means you would be short shares and the buyer would be long shares. So for the buyer, hey, this is a huge present. They may have paid $400 up front, $500 up front, and now they've made $5,000. And that's, that's the dream, right? But it doesn't always work out. The majority of option contracts never get exercised. They go to expiration and they expire out of the money and the seller gets to keep the premium. The seller has a statistical advantage whenever they sell an option. But on the other side of it, let's say that you are assigned. The assignment is the opposite of exercise. So you as the buyer, you exercise your right. I as the seller, I just got assigned. So if you got 100 long shares, I now have negative 100 shares. I've got to go find the cash for 100 shares, but it doesn't have to be scary. I mean, the first time that this happened to me, I woke up and I, I looked at my account and I had an email that says, you've been assigned 200 short shares of stock. And I was like, oh, geez, I didn't mean to do that. And I go look at my account, and I had negative $8,000 in my account. And I was like, oh, no, I had, I had the Santa Claus look here. Um, but it's really not that scary, because all you have to do is just close the trade. I mean, there's, there's no reason whatsoever to panic, to get worried, to get upset, to get nervous, to, to call your family and look for money. No, just close the trade. It's over. It happens. Uh, and that's the great part about about trading options too, right? So I may have been negative $8,000, but then I closed the trade and I may have been out a few dollars, maybe a few tens of dollars uh, in the way that the market moved that morning. But that's just part of how it goes whenever you're selling options. But here's the thing, you know, there's so many buyers and sellers of contracts that the likelihood of being assigned is, is really, really low. There's usually assignment risk around dividends and that's when I got assigned was I got assigned uh, during a dividend period. 
And what's interesting too is that when you do get assigned because of a dividend, uh, you as the seller actually will pay the buyer the amount of the dividend. So not only was I negative $8,000, but I also had the amount of the div dividend taken from my account and given to uh, the buyer of those shares. And you know, that's just part of it. I mean, the dividend cost may have been about $50 taken out of my account. So I had negative, let's call it $8,050. I'll never get that $50 back, but I could close the the, uh, the trade right away, get my my account back to where it should be. Um, but really, that's the whole deal, is that most of the time, options are not assigned. So as an option seller, you've really not got much to worry about, even if it goes deep in the money. Um, it's rarely assigned. Now that wraps up today's lesson, lesson number two. Uh, you may have any questions or concerns. If you do, please send me an email, chris at 10minutestocktrader.com. And otherwise, hit the disclaimer. 10minutestocktrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any instrument or strategy is suitable for all persons. Trading securities can involve high risk and potential for total loss of principal. No investment or financial advice is given and no investment recommendations are made. Investment information may not be suitable for all investors and provided without the audience's financial sophistication. For more information, please visit 10